I've had issues with my feet since I was, I was younger. I kind of grew up being pretty active and doing things as normal as, as youngsters do, but I had discomfort in my feet uh, from a young age and I was diagnosed as having a, a bit of a, a long one, but a talocalcaneal middle facet coalition, which basically means your um, heel and ankle bones had a, had a fusion. So I didn't have a great range of, uh, of movement in my feet. And so I ended up, as you'll probably hear a lot from a lot of people in your community, had the orthotic route to begin with and then I had operations on my feet through my early 20s I was having like taking painkillers when playing sport and having injections in the ankle and that sort of thing and when we started behind as we'll get into like it was really looking at how how the body works as I kind of learned more through that process kind of moved more into this sort of natural footwear thing and it, it really made a lot of sense when I was having work done on my feet it, it wasn't enough really on reflection now about you know how are other joints like how you, how's your toes, how are your hips, how's your strength, like how's your technique when you're moving, that sort of thing. I feel quite grateful to have a background that's nature's been a big part of it, sport, like um, the engineering side, but then also, although it's been not ideal for me, like difficulties in my feet, it's definitely helped me to sort of appreciate more and um, helped my journey towards where we are now, I think. Welcome to the Restore to Explore podcast from the Foot Collective. We're on a mission to empower humans to restore their natural health and function from the ground up so we can all explore movement and life with freedom and confidence. Okay, hello everyone. I thank you for joining us today. I'm Ruth and I'm here hosting a conversation with co-founder Alex Ward from Bahe Footwear. Um, and at TFC, we have a very large community um, of digital, a digital community of over 18,000 members who are at all different stages of restoring and maintaining their foot health um, in order to explore their lives and enjoy movement more freely and fully. They're a pretty sophisticated crew and they're always curious to hear about the people behind the story, behind the shoe brands that we recommend to them. So thank you, Alex, for being here with me today to do that. Ah, thanks so much. No, I'm really uh, grateful to be able to have the opportunity. Like, I really admire what you guys are doing. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to have the chat. Yeah, I'm really excited to have this chat today. So I want to start because when I received the Revive, which is one of your two models of shoes, uh, in the box, there was this really great package insert. And there's a quote um, next to a photograph of you and Kishan, and it says, the best way to begin reconnecting humanity's heart, mind, and soul to nature is for us to share our individual stories. Um, and that is by J. Drew Lanham, Lanham which, who I'm not familiar with, but the quote um, obviously resonates for TFC because we really believe in the power of sharing our stories in order to help each other grow and learn. Uh, so why don't we begin with your background and your path um, becoming a shoe designer and then your path to actually designing the Revive, which is the brand that we, you know, the um, model that you have that we are recommending. Yeah, great. So I think everyone would keep part to all of this for us is the nature element of it. So for me, that was something that was really important for me from my childhood. I was very fortunate to grow up in the countryside. So I spent a lot of time outside in the woods, messing around, 
swimming in reservoirs, playing football in the field, all that sort of thing. Um, my parents managed the nature reserve. So like I was really lucky to be sort of around nature from, a, from an early age. Um, mm -hmm. And another big passion of mine was, was design. So I was always interested in and making things. My father was an architect. So that is, they're kind of like my two passions, really. Um, I studied sports technology mm -hmm. at university. So that was kind of design, human anatomy, engineering, like a mixture of quite a few different elements. Um, so yeah, that, that was my interest. And I was kind of, after studying and, and kind of progressing into work, I was kind of a little bit uneasy with the idea of creating more product for the world because obviously there's enough stuff out there and really like care about the environment so I was always keen to work on products which were like well made long lasting as sustainable as possible and so it's it's all been a kind of a, a progression from from there really I've been working with footwear for about 15 years or so uh, like I say trying to do the best product I could um, always focusing on quality comfort although my definition of that has definitely evolved over the last few years as I've learned more um from from the work that you guys do uh in, in particular um so yeah I've kind of worked in, in in footwear doing different projects for a while um another element for me in my personal story is I I've had issues with my feet since I was, I was younger so I kind of grew up you know being pretty active and doing things as normal as, as youngsters do but um I had discomfort in my feet uh, from a young age and I was diagnosed as having a, a bit of a, a long one, but a talocalcaneal middle facet coalition, which basically means your um, heel and ankle bones had a, had a fusion. So I didn't have a great range of, uh, of movement in my feet. So I didn't notice too much, but I, I kind of was a little bit limited with certain things. And, and so I ended up, you know, as you'll probably hear a lot from a lot of people in your community, had the orthotic route to begin with and then I had operations on my feet and then you know through like my early 20s I was having like taking painkillers when playing sport and having injections in the ankle and that sort of thing and mm -hmm. and so like I've always been really interested as well about how the body works how you can kind of improve upon that so when we started I should get into like it's really looking at how how the body works and as I kind of learned more through that process, kind of moved more into this sort of natural footwear thing, and it's, it really made a lot of sense. So, yeah, how when I was having work done on my feet, it it wasn't enough really on reflection now about you know how are other joints like how you how's your toes, how are your hips, how's your strength, like how's your technique when you're moving that sort of thing. So, it's um yeah, I think I feel quite grateful to have a background that's been involved like nature has been a big part of it sport like um, the engineering side but mm -hmm. then also although it's been not ideal for me like difficulties with my feet it's definitely helped me to sort of appreciate more and um helped my journey towards where we are now i think yeah i think it's so interesting about learning curves right because like what i i think it's so um like looking at your website it's like you have two distinct models of shoes and to me that does kind of represent a learning curve in your own personal path as a designer would you say that's true yeah i think um it's always good to be like humble as a designer i think um you know i if you look at the industry generally i think that you know the way the world works brands probably do like more of the same kind of thing what's sold what color's been best what mm -hmm. you know what models done best in terms of sales but i think 
we're in a really nice position as a small company where we can really follow our learning processes and if we see opportunities to do things better you know we can follow those uh, opportunities which is exciting for us so yeah it's definitely an, an evolution for us i think um yeah as as you alluded to our first style was more conventional or uh, like more of a cushion style which i think you know the a real key thing for us is we want to help people get outside and we have technology on our shoes which allows them to be grounded which i guess we'll touch on um so giving anyone the opportunity to do that is good i think the transition thing is is like a it takes effort doesn't it and not everyone is ready to do that but i think the more you can create opportunities to do that and i like that's really the intention of our new style is that it's great for transitioning and hopefully you know once you have transitioned it's still definitely good for a lot of um, instances but yeah it's it's definitely been an, an evolution for us like Kishana, my business partner myself like we've both you know we've brought into it we're transitioning i think like there's a, most people you probably speak to say once you start going in that direction you, mm -hmm. you don't really tend to go back do you so it's definitely been a, a great opportunity to learn yeah well i mean i i've i've been wearing this shoe for a few weeks on and off and it's it's definitely like the quality and the craftsmanship in the shoe itself is is really astonishing um so i i i find myself um i go barefoot primarily i would say 80 percent, 85 percent of my life uh, but i am an avid tennis player and i and i wear gear um so i wear super super like if we're looking at natural footwear on a spectrum um i would call this a robust you know shoe for people who need a little extra stability it's like medium flexibility but the toe box is super nice and wide and it, it has a really great fit and you said i think you brought up a good point which is that not i mean people are really at all stages of um of, of of learning about what it means to have healthy feet so i would recommend you know so so somebody like my grandmother or my neighbor downstairs who is who has fallen a number of times and who would probably not necessarily dive into an education about what it means to like have your joints and your feet moving a lot of people just don't care or are at a stage in their life where they're just super conditioned and so just having something for everyone and this has been this has been a, a an evolution even for me and my own mindset being open-minded like just get out of your shoes and socks and feel the ground beneath you but that's not really available to everyone is it in having a um, a mindset like that so I appreciate the fact that you can actually see on your website two distinctly different shoes, you know, and that there is, I mean, there is something truly for everyone. So I guess um, I was listening to a conversation that you had with Mac Lyon, our CEO, and I was curious uh, from a design perspective, you said something, I'm going to, I'm going to quote you, I think, if you, if you don't mind, and it is, um, you said, the foot isn't actually considered in the design of the shoe, which is hilarious to me <laughs> because, you know, I, I come from an anatomy physiology background. I taught anatomy and like the thing that we always taught our students was design follows function, right? So in the human body. So I think it's interesting if you could say more about, about that. 
Yeah, that wasn't a reflection of our process necessarily. I'd say more of a, the way that the, the no, industry works. But just, I think just yeah, in yeah, absolutely. Yes, but um, but yeah, it's it's true. I think that you know, uh, like the, the the processes are quite well established, I guess, in terms of um, the way you know brands will plan a range, and we need to have this many Oxfords, this many Gibsons, this many runners, this many trainers, that sort of thing. And then they'll look at colors and then they'll mm -hmm. sort of look at what shape is good but it's shape is often you know i mean inherently foot shapes aren't changing significantly are they they, they evolve if you're um going to like a more natural style of movement then your feet will adapt but in terms of trends and fashions that's not you know your feet aren't changing in those regards so that's something that's kind of that's the shape of the last and that's changes based upon fashions which is kind of strange isn't it because that's not really how your feet should be considered and um you know mm -hmm. trends in terms of sole units so like there's this thing at the moment of really maximal like chunky soles because that's a bit of a trend and i find it amazing you see professional athletes footballers wearing these like 800 pound fancy trainers with a massive sole but their feet are their like their bread and butter aren't they and and so um yeah it's just mm -hmm. i guess the, the way the fashion process works people do think about things in terms of you know the comfort in terms of which you typically be like a consideration of cushioning you know padding that sort of thing around the collar like and there's things about uh like basic shapes which are kind of standards about how, how it fits around the ankle bone and things like that which which are obviously based upon historical understandings of how feet are but i think there needs to be like a real reset in terms of like okay we've we've arrived at this point is it the right point to be at and I think for the most part not necessarily i think there's there's definitely opportunities to um you know to do things differently and often i think there's um there's quite simple things to do like um you know we've we've done some things with this new style which you wouldn't probably notice a difference from the, the previous one but like we've made the lacing system a little bit longer and a little bit wider just to give a bit more adjustment and um so lots of little subtle things like that something i find amazing is children's shoes when you look at, the, look at them which is obviously so important and basic things that you could, could be done, which don't affect the fashion, don't affect, you know, fit, but like we just help them to be softer or help them to be a bit more adjustable. And so I definitely think there's, um, you know, it, it, it needs a bit of a step back. Like companies are, are, you know, are big generally, aren't they? And they've got lots of different layers and they've got people planning buying and merchandising and development and saving money here and there and all that sort of thing. And through all those processes you can kind of lose a bit of sight of what the point is and what the use case is so yeah it's been a you know a really great experience to do this with Bahay and us today really reflect on everything and you know we've taken our time over this as well we haven't we don't have like timelines that we're mm -hmm. having to work to so we've spoken to as many experts as we can we've we've kind of lived through it ourselves as well in terms of the product and the uh the transition which i think is is good like i think you can um I suppose in any line of work you can get a bit maybe complacent i suppose and uh you don't have let's say like fresh eyes on things and or, or like the like you get so used to what you're doing that you just you just go through like the emotions of doing it and designing and the process but like yeah i think that something sure. like the fact that Kishan and myself were like also transitioning and also speaking to these experts it's like okay we went back to being like beginners in something so we were experiencing that as well and that made us ask a lot more questions uh, during our process so yeah it's been 
it's been good to do that and yeah definitely good to put you know the foot at the center of the shoe design which is well how it should be clearly yeah so what's your own personal foot health journey like these days does it follow the same path as your i mean you've been in shoe design did you say for 15 years yeah so you have followed i mean you and you have a small company now and it's interesting because you have had dealt with your own foot issues so how what's it like for you with your your path and your own personal health of your feet yeah it's definitely i can obviously notice a significant difference not just my feet but like throughout like my posture i don't you can only see the top half of me and <laughs> probably most people can only hear me but like i stand at my desk now uh, i think that's really helped my posture and it's helped like my neck as much as anything like it's i used to i've got two screens and i'm looking at different screens and when you're sat at a chair you're twisting whereas like just being like standing means you're more dynamic so that's okay. definitely helped uh yeah like strengthen my my glutes my my legs it's definitely improved my my feet are are there are there too they're improving i think there's it's a continuous thing isn't it uh, i probably the biggest setback i had was yeah. my achilles along the way which i guess is a regular thing where people get a bit overexcited i saw a trail in a wood ran through it <laughs> didn't stop as as soon as i should have done probably and so i kind of put myself back a little bit so there's a bit about you know being disciplined following a process which i could have done a bit more but um yeah definitely working towards where i want to be and um my like my style of movement has definitely adapted a lot as well like i was very much like a heel striker in terms of my running technique and you know i i studied like i said i studied sports technology and when we used to look at papers about biomechanics it was that was how people ran in the papers it's like it was just the considered the norm really which is again yeah. like strange having learned more now and um so yeah that's that's how i used to run and now it's like okay right to to, to use your, your body properly to have the tripod landing you have to really adapt that and so yeah that's been a process and I'm like definitely really adapted the way I move in that regard now which is great so yes it's it's definitely coming together it's something that's like a, a journey isn't it and you always kind of progress on but feeling happy with where I've got to so far yeah your company is small how many people in your it's it's you and Kishan primarily um and then how yeah. when we say small company what is the definition of a small company uh well you've described most of it <laughs> so yeah Kishan and i are the like the founders <laughs> um we we do have uh support on different roles so um my my wife's an accountant so that helps having someone who's knowledgeable about numbers and uh, can make sure we do the right things and we're careful um we have support yeah on, on various things graphic design and, and uh, different aspects but um yeah and so yeah people muck in when we have trade shows and all that sort of thing so that's really good um i'm really lucky to have a close relationship with the manufacturer as well so when you're saying about the quality of the shoes i can't take too much credit for that like i lower you know design them like it's it uh, kind of is a result of the hard work from the guys there so i'm, I'm lucky to have a, a long-term relationship with them we worked together for about 10 years or so so it's like a big team effort oh, nice. at that end as well throughout the whole development and production process um so yeah it's um it's small it's spread out but um yeah we we try to use that to our advantage really because like I say, the manufacturers, it's really good. They work with like other really yeah, high quality brands, the 
the suppliers further down the supply chain in terms of the soles and the uppers and whatnot they work with really great brands as well so we can handle the quality side of it fine and i think the advantage we have as a small company is that you know we're you know the ones designing the shoes we're also the ones replying to instagram messages and customer services and everything like that so we can really take on board people's feedback suggestions um we can be quite nimble as a company and hopefully move quickly so yeah this this stage we're using it to our advantage even if we're feeling a bit tired at times as well yeah i mean i i mean i just want to say thank you because i mean personally and i can probably speak on behalf of of our community that you know small companies that have the still keep the i mean it's necessary right to grow like i'm not i'm not trying to say that growth isn't um important and yet that you there's like a tension of always like kind of writing what the fine line is, is of like taking out the really human aspect that small companies really give to uh the, their communities and what is seems like is sort of missing from our human culture today in my opinion um so i appreciate the small companies where we get to have conversations with the co-founders now i've I've done podcasts with big, like very large companies. It's very hard to get to the the person or the two people who initially that was the brainchild of those people. And that just, there's something that happens in the human spirit when you're that far um, removed from the products that you're buying, which is a whole other conversation, right? So um, as long as we can, we'll support the small locally owned businesses as much as possible and also recognizing that also small businesses need to grow to like feed children and like you know um live life and have like a a a, a living wage that it makes a, for a good quality of life i you know i noticed on your website too that you have uh so at, at tfc which stands for the foot collective but it also stands for our values truth fun and community you have running design and planet um, and it looks like that may be an indicator of like what Baha'i's value system or mission stands for can you just say a little bit about like your mission going forward as a company and like what those are those running design and planet sort of in in any necessary order or or tell me more about that um well, i think they they're quite interacted to be honest so like we talk a lot about reconnecting with nature and yeah having a lower impact on the planet and so um i think that uh, yeah a lot of that goes hand in hand like we design trying to be as sustainable as possible obviously there's challenges when you're trying to do a shoe that's you know performing well and it's lightweight and that sort of thing and we worked really hard on that trying to find that balance between you know the, the weight and the performance and whatnot but we always try to use as much as possible plant-based materials where we can uh, we so use 65% natural rubber in the outsole, we use 5% sugarcane in the midsole, 70% sugarcane in the um, the footbed, we have organic cotton laces. Um, where we can't use plant-based materials, which when we have tried, is in the upper, so we use recycled materials in the upper and the lining as well. Um, so I think that's really important, that's like Amazing. a big focus for us. And I think when you talk about the, the differences between big and small companies, I think the sustainability angle is really uh, a big one in that because the more steps you have in a company, the, the more opportunities there are to go, you know what, we could save 10 cents if we change that to 
completely plastic material and like, there's just cost savings and decisions and with a small company we've got complete accountability for that which is um which is great so we set out and we said look we don't really shout too much about the sustainability we like we, it really matters to us personally uh but there's a lot of messages to say so we don't it's not probably the first thing we talk about but it's something that like philosophically for us it's completely key to, to what we want to do so from a product design point of view it's 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 really insignificant but also i think beyond the product the most important thing for us is to recognize the importance of of the planet to us and i think just getting out in nature is the the most important part of that so you know like when you're out in the woods or you at the beach or whatever you have that feeling of like i i have all i need like this is this is what you know i don't i'm not looking for more technology or you know gadgets when you're there you're happy and you know when you see children at the beach or like i said the woods they're they're there and they're immersed and they're present and and so like trying to create products that really align with that is quite key to us so i think the idea of exercising within nature is is fundamental to what we're doing so we'll that will continue to make products for that and then always try to make them as sustainably as possible whilst you know giving the performance that's required um and something i think that's really nice about more natural styles of shoes and and this the community is that the um the product allows people to to inherently move and and act more and more naturally and therefore they're more versatile as well which i think is like an in a sort of a hidden element of the sustainability question because you know we get a lot of people say is this shoe for running is this shoe for walking and it's like well it's it's for whatever you want to do in it because you can we've had people obviously doing those two things but also ultimate frisbee crossfit like all these different things and i think that's a really nice sort of byproduct of creating product that allows people to move more naturally is that they can use it for so many more things so like i've been you know obviously wearing our, our shoes that the revive the last year or so and i've barely worn anything else because you can just wear it for whatever you're doing so i think that's a really exciting thing that we've sort of found from entering this space as well we wanted to take a quick break from the episode to let you know about our ultimate free foot health resource if you're listening you've probably already started the journey towards improving your foot and movement health but if you're still wearing conventional shoes most of the time that's anything cushioned heeled narrow or rigid it's kind of like taking one step forward and two steps back. Knowing what shoe is right for you though can be super confusing. That's why we made the Guide to Foot Freedom. We've taken everything our team of foot health experts have learned over the years and synthesized it into one handy manual, packed with all you need to know about unleashing the natural power of your foundation. You'll learn how to understand your feet, the truth about modern footwear, the five Fs for finding natural footwear, plus a step-by-step -step guide with training videos to help you assess your foot function and improve it so you can safely and seamlessly transition into shoes that will finally give your feet freedom. The best part is, like I said, it's absolutely free. Just head to thefootcollective.com and click learn to find the free ebook, The Guide to Foot Freedom. You'll find the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll, it's true, right? So like we talked about this, we talk about this a lot about how um, originally when shoes were like being designed for sports and as gear or tools for sport, they also um, appealed to the, the 
the aesthetic appeal to people so we wear our athletic gear around in our daily lives um and so yeah so i definitely i don't own a car i haven't owned a car in 15 years and i live in rural like kind of not completely rural but a small sort of city um that is you know that doesn't even have like a real uh, public transportation solid infrastructure so what I do or don't wear on my feet, you know, does have to, it kind of has to be across all the different activities that I do. And so I find myself where trying to, you know, wear something to a wedding that I would pro probably also wear on a run and have it look nice. And I actually have been able to do this with some of the natural shoes. Now, this wouldn't have always been the case. We have so many more options. Um, in natural footwear now more than ever before and it's only seems to be ramping up but i did wear i wore these uh i wore the revive out with a dress um i'm just gonna go lady fashion here for a second on you alex so just bear with me <laughs> but i wore it with an a-line skirt and like a 50s swing top and a little hat and it was so cute and i got a lot of compliments so just trying to be creative with shoes that i could either kick off and play barefoot or you know walk comfortably um down down a path where you're where you're being watched let's say like at a wedding being ushered into like an outdoor wedding or something i i recently i just have to tell you this story i recently went to my um husband's to a funeral where I decided to wear a pair of shoes that I would not normally wear. It was the one last pair of Italian sort of espadrilles that had like a wider toe box. And I thought, oh, I'm going to give these a shot. So I started to walk and there was a procession um, that was take. We were taking the casket to the burial site and I had my outfit on and my sh this, the shoe lace that wrapped around my ankles snapped and by before that for the last two hours of wearing the shoe my foot was crunched in there and it felt so uncomfortable and so that was the decision i made at that point because then i kind of like limped and faked it through this you know funeral procession to try to get i couldn't concentrate on paying respects to the grandmother because my feet were all effed up in my shoes and so the next event i went to i did the same thing but i wore I wore the revives as like my fashion statement and i was so comfortable because i could focus on what i was doing i could walk but then when we got home i could still play you know basketball with the boys in the driveway so you know i think that i don't know why why i went off on that tangent but it's just so important to be able to have the shoes that you can do all those things and especially be outside right so you were making the point about taking a shoe and making it so that people are encouraged to be out in nature with it. And just being outside, whether, I mean, in nature, yes, the best of all, but even just being outside in the world and being able to move naturally, like a human would move, is just kind of like, it's novel, it's strangely novel in um, modern culture. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to illustrate that with my, <laughs> with my remembrances. Yeah, sure, no, I, I agree and, with them. Yeah, I think um, it, it's good to create a, obviously product that allows people to, to move in nature. And so we've done that with different elements of the shoe in terms of grip and uh, like the panels that are, are water resistant and things like that. 
but also we have the uh, the grounding element so the shoes are like electrically conductive as if yeah. you're barefoot on the earth which is probably the most unique element of them and i think that's a really nice thing about helping people to like think differently about how they act outside as well so like taking a different route maybe to to be on a natural surface and just being aware of your surroundings i think the more you can do that that engagement with nature is so healthy for you like like physically obviously but also mentally like to just re-engage with nature and just notice those little things slow down a little bit i think that's one of the few positives that probably people had over the last few years during covid when there's lockdowns and everything slowed down people are like okay you spent more time in your garden you noticed that you know the birds were migrating a certain time of year and the bees were coming out of there like uh, we have little mining bees where we live and they're like burrowing their way out and things that you notice these little small things i think that's so healthy for you so um yeah maybe it's yeah. a bit of a, a leap to maybe say your shoes help you do that but i think that um we've definitely had that uh, as feedback from our customers because of this grounding element that people you know are engaging that bit more so that's a really nice element do you want to say a little bit more about the the technology because i that was one thing i'm not familiar i wasn't familiar with grounding technology in a shoe i mean i had heard of it but because i'm barefoot a majority of the time it, it never really occurred to me but i will say that i could feel a difference you know like i wear i wear the um ultra solstice which i really love and um and that's the the best comparison I can kind of make to the revive in the way of like the cushioning and like the the, the feel of the shoe, like the robust nature of the shoe. And so um, when I went out, I was like, I don't know if I can tell a difference. But then I did some comparisons of like other shoes that does that don't have the technology that the shoe has. And I don't know anything deeply about grounding technology, but I do know that the that I felt a difference. And um, I guess like it was so subtle for me because I'm not, I, it was just so subtle. I just felt comfortable. And I'll, that's what I'll say. Like I just, again, wasn't aware so much of, um, wasn't so conscious about the shoe. Whereas like in other sort of unnatural footwear or shoes that don't have this technology, I'm aware of it. Even some of my best most minimal or barefoot style shoes i'm keenly aware of like the feeling of the rubber underneath there like if i have like a five like a three to five millimeter stack height it feels great i mean i can feel the ground beneath me but i can't really feel the ground beneath me you know so can you want to say a little bit more about the insole or anything about like the process of how you have yeah. designed the shoe for this technology yeah so it's really uh interesting to get your feedback there um yeah, so it's a it's quite an early thing for us during the, the process of creating the brand. We wanted to create products to help people, you know, optimize their human performance and um, not just athletic performance, but like, you know, holistic health. And um, and so like grounding was a really interesting element of that for us. It's something that Kishan and I both like done ourselves in terms of being barefoot outside. You know, I'm quite close to the coast here, luckily, so I'm able to swim in the sea every so often. Um, and so we'd, we'd experienced it. And we also like read a lot of the studies about it. And there's, there's a lot of resource out there, which is really good. There's lots of like deep dives in podcasts and whatnot, explaining more in terms of the biology and also um, how the earth has a negative charge and all the processes around that. So there's loads of fascinating stuff out there for people to dive into. But yeah, we wanted to try and put that into a, into a shoe because obviously if you can be barefoot, like, so this is something we've kind of said from the start, like if you can be barefoot, 
better and, and that's with regard to the grounding thing but obviously it completely aligns with the like what you're doing as well because from a you know a foot strength perspective if you can be barefoot then fantastic um but outdoors those opportunities can be a bit limited can't they just because practicality is it clean in certain places are you moving from one environment to another so obviously of course if you can be then you should be but our idea was that we create these shoes which had um that were electrically conductive so that you can just be grounded whenever you're outside if you're on an actual surface so just to create those extra opportunities so if you're already exercising outdoors which already has more more benefits than exercising indoors you can then also stack on top that you can be grounded as well um so in terms of the technology we basically the, the the issue with people not being grounded is that normally people are either indoors in a car or wearing footwear which is insulated and pretty much all shoes would be insulated from the ground because rubber is an insulator eva is an insulator theoretically leather can be conductive but realistically when it's dry it's not a fantastic uh, conductor so we had to um kind of re-engineer a, a running shoe or a performance shoe to have the characteristics to be grounded so we wanted to do that without compromising on performance at all so we kind of have a series of different elements so the outsole uh, rubber we have a an additive a conductive additive of that so any part of the rubber that touches the ground would be conductive then um the midsole so that's the the white layer uh, in between we have some small cuts so in that. just for edu just yeah. for like education purposes that if anybody yeah. is listening like is this is the this is the sole all of this yes. is conductive except for yep. that little green triangle except for the green the green is to, is to show you what's going on but it's um yeah that's it has to, it's the black bit that's actually conductive <laughs> but if you can't see the green bits are remember i thought when we so first talked I... yeah yeah when when um when alex and i first talked about this i thought it was only the little green triangle that was the conductive portion <sighs> i just thought oh my gosh naively i was like oh it's going in through that little portal right there yeah. You have to land very accurately okay, for that Sorry. period of time. <laughs> yeah, so the whole the whole yeah. soul is all uh, all connected up. Um, and then we have a uh, a like slots cut in the midsole, very small slots, so you wouldn't feel anything underneath your feet. And there's a a, a loop of conductive webbing, so a like a fabric ribbon with a, a metal thread through that, which you don't feel, but it, it basically conducts through to the footbed. And then we have the stitching in the footbed, which is against your foot. And so it works if you've got socks on as well. If you, you know, socks are generally quite thin, or you perspire slightly, and it's all, all linked up. But in fact, the the shoes to be grounded already kind of exist in a slightly different format in the safety world because people need to be grounded if you're uh, working certain elements of uh, electronics or on semiconductors or on explosives, and you need to be grounded so you don't build up yes. a static charge. So it's kind of a um, a process of reverse engineering that and put, put it into a performance shoe and making sure that people couldn't feel any of the different materials we use um, and because of that there's testing standards to check how conductive the shoe is so they they have this process where they basically fill the shoe with metal balls and then put it onto a metal surface and they can measure the resistance between where your foot would be and where the ground would be and so um, human skin is normally between uh, one to ten to up to a hundred thousand ohms of resistance and our shoes to achieve the standard need to be under a hundred thousand ohms and typically they're about ten thousand five thousand so they're like well within the range of human skin so it's it's almost as good obviously if you can be barefoot then absolutely go barefoot 
but it's it's you're not really giving up anything in terms of the conductivity when you're wearing the shoes so that's really exciting and that's something that you know we obviously want to keep on progressing that feature as well but um it's already performing really well so it's great to hear your feedback and we've yeah we've received that from a lot of customers it's like so rewarding to hear how you know they've you know felt more present obviously and maybe behave differently but like just actually genuinely feeling differences in in, in how they feel um whilst wearing the shoes it's like that was the whole aim of creating the company and, and doing what we're doing so it's it's really pleasing to hear that I have to say, like, it keeps coming into my brain about how, um, so I, I teach a lot of older people who just do not have any interest in taking off their shoes and socks, you know, and, and so it's just like a bunch of, you know, young hippies telling them to put their feet in the grass. But if you could, you know, I could think about my older um, aunts and uncles and stuff like where we could get them in a pair of shoes where they could experience something like that, you know, to just go for a walk or something and have, because I do think that there are hungry for that. And I think there's something to be said for fall risk and all those, there's a lot of exploration. And I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, um, there's a demographic that could really, I mean, benefit from that even outside of just like our natural footwear sort of ecosystem. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. We've got a whole like range I've, of customers, I think, and people that are interested. There's like real elite athletes that talk about grounding. So you've got over here, we've, uh, we have football, soccer, depending where you are in the world. And um, there's a player yes. called Erling Haaland, who's basically redefined how to score goals. He's amazing. And he's really into like holistic health. So getting early light into his eyes and blue light blocking glasses and all sort of thing. But like, he really talks about grounding a lot. So you've got elite athletes you've got lots of people in the sort of health and wellness space so there's lots of like pockets different communities and i think it's becoming more widespread the information about it and i, yeah, I completely agree like it's it's not just for people that want to perform more or be a bit like healthier but it's like yeah for elderly people where it's genuinely a, a struggle to get outdoors there are other things there are um grounding sheets and mats and things like that so there are those opportunities whilst you're indoors but i think if possible if you can be outdoors and benefiting as well then you get so much more from it don't you because mm -hmm. of the you know everything that's all the good things that come from the natural light and you know just looking at natural things is restorative to your to your like mind and everything like that so yeah if, if people can be outdoors safely and experience the benefits then that's amazing yeah for sure um so I just had a question and I, it just popped into my mind. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this out right, but like you, you, you have these two models of shoes, right? So you essentially have um, a traditional runner and then you have this more uh, natural shoe that you're evolving. And my question comes around like your, your, um, your customer base, like you have your hands in both worlds. Are they starting to, like I assume with a traditional runner, some people may not have ever even like dipped their toe, pardon the pun, into like the natural footwear realm. So like you have a unique opportunity to be dealing with like a lot of different populations and do they cross over or like how how does that work? Like who are you, who are your shoes designed for? Do they, do people have a curiosity about, cause there's just two models. So it makes it very clear about what your choices are. 
So you have yeah. the Revive, which is the shoe that I've tried, and then the Recharge. Is that correct? That's the yeah, traditional that's right, yeah. style runner? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's definitely a one-way street, you'll be pleased to know. I don't think too many people go like from the actual shoe towards the, uh, the more cushioned shoe. So that's, I think, exciting. Um, I think the sort of the consistent thing for our customer base is people that are interested in their like holistic health. So there's all different types of people different age groups but like they're all i think there's like consistent interest in you know diet and lifestyle and just trying to optimize health so that's the real consistent thing um and i think that we always plan to do a more natural shoe and we've like evolved and learned more about that through the process but we've we've got a lot of feedback as well from our community that they wanted that so when we launched our first style we had a great reaction to it people have really enjoyed that shoe but we had a lot of people say i would love to get some grounding shoes from you but i wish they were barefoot or natural style shoes and so i think that is a like a a, a real feature of our community that they want that they want to do everything they can to be sort of um optimizing their health so that's yeah it's definitely been a, a consistent thing we've heard and um i think that th there's i have to I, say i'm Sorry, I was just going to say that... Like, I'm sorry, I, I just got... I just gonna... a mix. <laughs> We've got a delay. So, um, yeah. I you go. That, uh, hopefully with the uh, these shoes, they they give an opportunity for people to, to transition because it's not it's not easy, like we've discussed, and it takes time. And I think for the pure running community, like a lot of them are so into it and it's such a big part of their lives in terms of you know, community, mental health. And so for them you know maybe cutting back on miles to, to do a transition it's going to take a little while isn't always easy and hopefully we would help to make it a little bit easier because it's a product that's a bit more forgiving so you still have those features you've got the width it allows your big toe to articulate properly your toes to splay all these all the features that you'd expect but there's a little bit of cushioning a little bit of give so hopefully it makes that a little bit easier we'll be able to get a few more of those runners over the line but um yeah, it's it's definitely a crossover, and it's definitely and even if not I mean the curiosity. yeah, and truly, even if not, I mean the fact that the fact that we can all like that the the shoes can exist two different distinctly different styles of shoes in one website, one ecosystem. I think is really important. You know, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, of course, we want all people's foot health to be better. And we want as many opportunities as possible for people to explore that. But ultimately, it's it's a matter of personal choice, right? So um, I just find I just think it's it's fascinating that there's two models, and that there's that choice, and there is the possibility for um, overlap and education. And I think that is is a real opportunity. I um, I wanted to. I wanted to ask you about how you came up with the name Bahe for your company. The naming is the hardest bit of creating a company for sure. <laughs> I think of all the uh, product design, development, whatever, it's the, the picking the names, the tricky bit, because it means so much. And before you've even started, it's like, it's just a word, isn't it? And it, it develops its meaning as, as you progress. But actually uh, the word Bahe means flow in Hindi. So it's something that really I think sums up what we're trying to do in terms of the electrical flow from the earth into your body, but also 
being in the flow state when you're out in nature or you're running and you just feel like in the moment so it's something that really like encapsulates what we want to achieve in terms of that flow between earth body and mind with with the product mm. it flows out of the mouth really nice too has a nice flow <laughs> We get, we get a few different pronunciations <laughs> um, of it actually because uh, uh, we get we get a few but you've got it just spot what on, are so some of good. them uh bahi yeah let's like, hear a couple of the yeah bahi comes up more than bahe and uh, yeah they get we get a few but <laughs> it's we're yeah, uh, that's funny. it's good to be saying it rather than trying it so people can hear it yeah <laughs> It is true. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then let's talk a bit. Oh, before we go on, I wanted to say I had something I wanted to um, say, but I forgot what it was. So let's move on to sizing and shipping. So um, how would you recommend that people it, it looks like there's a, a guide on the website for sizing or how would you recommend people measure and size for the shoes that they want to buy from your company? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we would say our shoes fit true to size, but shoe sizing is like the Wild West. Unfortunately, every brand seems to be a little bit different and they've got their own yeah, variations. So we definitely recommend to go onto their website and look at the size guide. So we have a printable size guide on there just to make sure that you get the scale right, because we've got a little like uh, small ruler on the base. So you can just make sure you haven't scaled it when you print it off. But the printout is the shape of the footbed. And so your foot should fit comfortably on that and the amount of space you, sh you have in front of your toes should be what you're comfortable with in your shoes. So you can, yeah, print them out, put your foot on it, follow the instructions on there and that's really helpful. And you can always take the footbed out of your existing shoes and compare that. So that's a, a really nice way to do it. So yeah, we definitely recommend that and it makes the process easier for everyone. Definitely. Definitely do that, people. It, it's a little extra step, but it sure does save a lot of time and energy um, on the back end. Um, and how about shipping? You ship, uh, you're located where and ship where? Yeah, so we're located in the UK. Uh, we ship worldwide, so probably about half our customers in the US, but we've shipped probably about 30, 40 countries already, all over the world already. So it's no problem for us to ship uh, anywhere uh, obviously as we grow as a brand we'd like to have different distribution centers around but that's going to be a little way off we're definitely working on that to try and make the process as easy as possible for customers but uh, yeah as a small company it takes a little while to get to that stage but it's it's definitely a plan but yeah wherever people are there we'll we'll make the we'll get the shoes to them so that's not a problem wonderful thank you and then just around um feedback loops uh just to swing back to being a small company um, and one of the things that is not possible from my personal experience is giving feedback to a company in order to help evolve um, a product and the fact that i mean you've said this a number of times that you had started with this shoe and then and then people asked you like personally asked you like could we have this other thing, whether it's grounding technology or a barefoot shaped shoe, and then you were able to respond to your customers' requests. And the and I think that there's something really just so incredibly like refreshing about being able to, you know, metaphorically pick up the phone and call your, <laughs> you know, your shoe designer and say, is it possible for this? So that was one last thing I really wanted to 
give a shout out about how you, you know, you're, you're listening. And it's possible to do that when you have um, a small company like what, what Bahe is. And then I yeah. guess just wanted to close by asking you of your personal, personal definition of health, which we like to do. Um, well, I think for me, it's probably about living as naturally as possible, uh, which I think ties in nicely with what we're trying to do as a company. But yeah, I think the, 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 the more natural, more simple you can live your life, the more in touch you can be with your, yourself, how you really truly feel. I think it's really key. Um, uh, being a shoe designer, I'm quite inclined to link everything back to shoes, unfortunately. But um, I think it's it's really interesting when you uh, you you read reviews that people do of like super shoes and that sort of thing, and people it's almost like they tune out of themselves and into the shoe. Like, oh, I could really feel this engineered mesh, and I could feel this. D. And it's like, well, that shouldn't be how things are. It should be that the products you wear and the things you eat make you feel like you like make your you know your body and your mind perform as it should so i think yeah being able to live as naturally being in, like in touch with nature being in tune with you know what you eat and how that makes you feel what you wear how that makes you feel and and so i think that you know it ties in beautifully to what you guys do because it's a really like re-engaging with with your body and how it should work naturally so yeah i really you know admire what you guys are doing and i think it's uh it feels like it's it's clearly a lot more than just you know foot strengthening and movement it's like a very it's a philosophical thing about yeah. you know how how you live so uh, yeah i think yeah just living that, that in a much more natural way is, is good for everybody yeah i agree and you know we always say we've said for many years at the foot collective that a foot conversation is a whole body conversation and um so Alex, thank you for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and I will um, hopefully look forward to doing it again sometime in the future. It's great. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great. Thanks for tuning in to the Restore to Explore podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review wherever you're listening. That's the best way to support us and to help us reach more people. If you're after more free TFC education or training, looking for any of our TFC tools, natural footwear discounts, or you want specialized guidance on your foot health journey from a trusted TFC health professional, head to thefootcollective.com. All of the important links are in the show notes of the episode.